when you're so, like when you're in a relationship and you're so in love and that ends I think that's different because for a lot of people they're like when is the right time to move on how can I get closure to move on and I think they fixate on that and I think that it's not really helpful because sometimes finding someone else is the way to move on or just you know getting a hobby and moving on from thinking about it is the way to move on, or like different things but I think that a lot of people fixate on this whole closure thing and it's not always necessary Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Inglorious RBG. Uh, it's been a while, guys, so hope you've been doing well. Um, I have so many recommendations to get into things that I've just been enjoying over the last two weeks. Um, okay, let's get into it, and then we'll get into our episode where I have a special guest, and we'll be talking about closure and the whole concept of it, and how you can kind of make it work for yourself if potentially in your relationship or at the end of a relationship you struggle to find um, answers and reasons that the breakup happened, whether it happened to you or you broke up with someone else and are struggling afterwards. Okay, kicking it off with something that probably I shouldn't even be mentioning because everyone's already listened to it. Obviously, it's Certified Lover Boy by Drake. I really like the album. I can't say that I have listened to all of Drake's albums. Um, obviously, I know his like big hits and whatever, but I really liked um, specifically "Pipe Down," "Fair Trade" with Travis Scott, "No Friends in the Industry," and "Yeba's Heartbreak," which is really just Yeba, and it's a beautiful song. Um, so yeah, Drake did good in my eyes. Um, also, "Starcross" by Casey Musgraves came out. So I have a bit of you know, controversial opinions maybe on this album. I really liked a few of the songs and then the rest of them, I just, eh, they were just meh to me. Um, Justified is probably my favorite. I also like Starcrossed. Um, there's a lot of like sexy guitar in it, which I really like. So any song that has sexy guitar in it, I'll like. Um, so that, Easier, Hookup Scene, and Good Wife. And I like Good Wife. I don't know. She's kind of making fun of this whole idea that like you have to be doting to a person and like push aside your own needs in order to make them happy. Um, so to me, I mean, that's a bit of a joke. We don't wanna just push aside everything that we need just to make our partners partners feel comfortable. But um, yeah, I really like the song and I, I think that the best one though on the whole album was Justified. Um, and then in terms of just songs, there's a new song called Esther by Bank and Tinashe and I love Tinashe. Um, Esther is just like the most fun, I don't know, it's just so mellow, but also so fun at the same time. And it, yeah, it's a great like pump up song, um, getting ready song. I will be listening to it in a few weeks, um, probably on repeat with my friends when we go on a little vacay. And last song is I Don't Want to Talk, I Just Want to Dance by Glass Animals, another great pump up song. In terms of TV, I watched the show The Chair on Netflix. It stars Sandra Oh. She's the chair of a college English department, um, and it really just gets into the stresses of being the head of a department and some of the tribulations um, that occur within institutions um, while also being very funny. Ted Lasso, again, probably something that everyone's already watched but or maybe really wants to watch and now just needs the extra boost. Loved it. It's on Apple TV. I'm still on season two, so I'm not done it yet. Um, it stars Jason Sudeikis, um, he's a former football coach in the US, and then he's brought to England to be a soccer coach despite never having coached the sport before. It's really a feel-good show. Um, like, I think, in my mind, I've replaced The Office with this right now. I probably won't watch this as many times as I've watched The Office, but yeah, I really liked it. And the last show I am still watching, I really just started it, is Money Heist. I was like a big Money Heist fan as soon as it came out. So season five is now on Netflix. Season four was, wasn't my favorite. I think that they, it was pretty slow. This season is way more exciting than season four. They're tying the last season together and just there's a lot of action. So yeah, get ready for some action-packed Spanish drama. Um, and movies. When I was on my plane back from BC, I watched the movie Soul. So that's the Pixar animated movie 
um, that came out a couple years ago. I thought it was so cute, really funny. Um, yes, it's a little zany and whimsical and out there, um, but it was honestly, I don't know, it was so sweet. <laughs> it's basically just about this jazz mu musician who finally gets the gig of his lifetime and it stars Jamie Foxx. Then he has an accident, ends up in this area called the Great Before, which is like a pre-heaven situation. And he has to coach one of these early souls um, in finding their purpose and how to get to earth with a purpose. So yeah, it was really sweet. Um, and I think obviously kind of touches into this podcast when we're all talking about like, what is our meaning? What is, why am I here? Um, <laughs> why are we here? That, that really, you know, you get into that and so on. I think it's a very sweet movie. And whether you like animated pi uh, pictures or not, like it was just a very nice feel good movie. Um, and lastly, I know everyone's feeling like summer's over, but in my mind, summer never ends, um, basically until the sun is gone and there's snow in the snow on the ground. Um, I read the book Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and it was the best summer read. Um, thankfully my friend Loren recommended it to me and she lent it to me and it basically just revolves around these four 20 something year old siblings, um, as well as their parents' journeys with regards to their romantic relationship and so all of these 20 year olds romantic relationships um, and then it kind of ties it all together in this one crazy night um, where all these relationships are kind of looked at in different lights and then discussed and it's very it's just like very interesting and it's also very light at the same time and it's in Malibu and they're all surfers and stuff so you know you can kind of get the vibe I think when you think of that so yeah definitely recommend that now I'm reading a book called Golden Girl um, by Ellen Hildebrand and yeah I don't know I don't know if I'll give it like a five star rating but it is good okay so yeah um you can check my instagram for all of those recommendations because that was a lot um i'm basically just going to bring up my guest now but before that um i just want to say that again this is a podcast that incorporates a bunch of different people's opinions and life stories and experiences and everybody's situation differs so just take everything with a grain of salt um but hopefully you do get some ideas of how you can potentially move on and move forward if you have gone through a breakup um and again so if you want to follow my instagram it's robin brooke with three e's and the podcast is the podcast instagram is inglorious rbg podcast and you can also follow me on twitter at inglorious rbg all right, time to ring out my guest. On today's episode, I'm joined by my longtime friend. She put in the work to land her dream job as a veterinarian. She says it as it is, and she loves animals more than people. She's a great gal, and we're all lucky to have her here. So please welcome to the podcast, Haley Hoffman. Where? <laughs> I'm just trying to like emanate like a, an audience, you know, in the background, like Robin's actually filming. <laughs> but yeah, yeah we're actually. This is our live show. <laughs> our live show, yeah. We're preparing um, for manifesting it, right? Yeah, we're manifesting this, but yes. Hi, everyone, all the listeners, all of Robin's fans. I'm Haley. Haley is a big podcast listener. She's honestly one of the people who got me into podcasts. So yeah, we're just lucky to have you. This girl's Gotta Eat Forever, but also Robin's podcast is now number one. So <laughs> Girls Gotta Eat is number two. Oh boy, we, for them, but no, no, no. That's like that's next level. We love Raina and Ashley. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we love Robin more. Oh, Haley. That's <laughs> um, so yeah, as you can tell, Haley's really nice. Um, she's a great friend. We've talked about a bit about how how we were gonna go about this episode, and we kind of didn't know where we were gonna go with it. We have lots that we would like to talk about, but um, I think our big topic of today is going to be about closure. Um, but before we get into that, um, Haley, welcome. I mean, welcome to the podcast world because this is your really your first experience. I think joining the twenty first century. You got yeah. Facebook in. I like, got Facebook in like twenty eighteen when everyone was over Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I call this um, iChat, even though it's called Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone makes fun of me for that, but it's I don't even exist anymore. <laughs> I have no idea, but I actually did get MSN when everyone had MSN. So okay, big deal. So back, yeah, back in grade four, you were with it. Now, now you're yeah. kind of chuggy. Oh yes, Robin just taught me that word when we went on a walk. Chuggy. 
I didn't know. She said, I'm chuggy because I wear a Lululemon, right? Okay. It's like, I don't, honestly, I don't fully get the definition. I definitely have some chuggy in me. We all do. I think it's something that the kids say these days. Um, but yeah, I, just like Haley, I'm just, like, I feel like out of all of our friends, you're just the, this, the chuggiest. I'm sorry. It honestly sounds like a, like a bubblegum company, like chuggy. It kind of does. <laughs> Which I don't mind. I'm good to be like that. I like yeah, Okay, good. Wait, I just ha- I just want to like explain though a bit why I-, I was actually looking through your Instagram and I was like, oh my god, Haley, this is this is I feel like what they would call the definition of chuggy. You have an Instagram. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's like a little roast. I love you. Um, <laughs> well, we-, you. we discussed this. You knew this was coming. No, I, I knew. I know. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> So you went to Alberta and you went to Moraine Lake, one of like the most beautiful natural landscapes that there is. Everybody wants to go. Everyone has been going. You captioned it. This view will never get old. This view, (laughs) Haley. (laughs) It won't. It's stunning. Captioned by all the other 40-year-old women out there who have live, laugh, love signs in their kitchen with this view will never get old. I know. I'm like a 50-year-old. It's honestly, it's great. Like, I mean, I think we just have to embrace these things. I know, seriously. It's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, But again, like, you're in the 21st century, at least a bit now. You have Instagram. Do you have a TikTok? No. That is something that I think I get too addicted to, so Mm -hmm. I just stay away from it. Same here. Yeah. I think that it's probably best for the world if I don't. (laughs) I think the next step is making Steven an Instagram. Because I think you I honestly think that you should make a TikTok and like do vet stuff. I think that would be really cool. Or just have Steven on it all the time. Yeah, exactly. And people love dogs and he's a cutie, except for the fact that he likes to bite Shannon. He just bites everyone. Yeah. He's snappy. To the point, he's like a big and tall model. He's a bit overweight because my mom overfeeds him. So that's good. <laughs> There's a positive. <laughs> um but he rocks it he rocks the overweight look we don't make fun of him good he is on a weight loss plan is he yes he's on, uh, a, diet. He's on a diet yeah but it doesn't help when my mom still feeds him like treats and stuff but he, he doesn't really like, get she's not really with the diet no okay not really. but we're working on it he goes on long walks he's good that's yeah. amazing it's honestly funny because I feel like I know more dogs who are on diets than I know people. More dogs and cats on diets than I know people on diets, which is, I mean, it's great. Like, I'm glad people are just eating what they want and do and like living yeah. their best life. But um, yeah, good for Steven. No, thank you. He is not here right now because he went to the park. Oh, nice. So maybe he'll on, on that little diet, on that little fitness journey. Yes, he loves the park. He loves the podcast. That's so sweet. <laughs> he loves the park, but he also loves the podcast. Oh. <laughs> he loves both. He loves both. He listens to it. He knows. He knows what's happening in the world. He gets all the updates about like all the bachelor stuff from you. So he knows. Yes. Amazing. Okay, let's do our bachelor in paradise recap. Okay. Sounds let's good. just get into it. Um, okay. I mean, I'd rather be at the park too, but this is important as well. So, Hales, firstly, let's talk a bit about the drama between. Couples who are coming on for, you know, as again, you're, you're in the 21st century, we all have Instagram, but the couples who came on apparently for Instagram follows, how do we feel about this in a world where you're really supposed to be like before, you know, Bachelor in Paradise is newer and like, I guess came around when Instagram was already a thing, but before Bachelor world was just to find love. So how do we feel about like Chris and Alana and the whole Brendan and Piper situation? I'll be honest. I hate them. All of them? All four? Well, I never liked Chris. He got, gave me bad vibes. I really don't like Jasenia either, though, to be honest. And Alana just, like, is there and doesn't say anything. So I'm like, what is your purpose? Because you have, like, no personality. This is what I mean when I said Haley would say it as it is. She's the nicest bitch you'll ever meet. <laughs> but actually, I'm like, she just didn't say anything. She just went up to Chris, got him, they kissed. Then she'd giggle, and then she'd go back and kiss him. And I'm like, what, is, what are you doing? Anyways, kind of bad. She's, like, from Toronto, I think, too, which, whatever. And then Chris, I didn't like him. Like, I got bad vibes from him. He, like, literally just made out with Elena in front of Jasenia and didn't even say anything to her. Yeah, he definitely made some poor choices there. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. Like, okay, I'm just going to go 
walk away from Jasenia and go pull this girl aside or whatever. She pulled him aside and then just make out with her. Like, obviously the producers are going to be like, hey, nudge, nudge, Jasenia, like go outside, go check out the scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. That was definitely planned. Like for her. Yeah. But like, yeah, like I don't like Jasenia because she's so mean on Matt James' season and now she's pretending like she's a nice person. Do you remember when she was like really mean? When um the new girl, what's her name, came on and she was like, Why is she here? And then she was Other? Like, the blonde girl? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She uh-huh. was like well, very nice. She was like part of the mean group of girls. <laughs> I didn't like her. And I was like, got bad vibes. And then now she's on the show and she's pretending like she's nice. And then the thing I also didn't like was when like Brendan and Piper like go and do this and nobody kicks them off. Like I think yeah. they should be kicked off. Like not just Chris you and bad. I feel like it's sad because this is a clear indication of not even, well, I guess like kind of like a popularity contest. People are already like closer with Brendan and like even Ivan, who's such a, a sweetheart is I think friends with Brendan from Tasha slash Claire season. And Piper also is friends with like a bunch of girls from her season. And again, Atlanta left early. Chris like didn't even make it on to the show really, I feel like. And so they're just, I don't know people are just kind of standing by their preconceived thoughts of like these are my friends so i feel like whatever it's fine but i think that we are going to see some more drama happen i think that there is going to be a bit of a talk when natasha i think natasha's going to stand up for herself a little more and like try and be like why did you guys defend or why weren't you guys this hard on brendan and piper as you were on chris and alana which we yeah we saw the bit at the end of the episode which yeah yeah what is going on here like why did people do this to them but not to Brendan Piper which I agree with like the whole time they're doing this to Chris and I was like you should be doing it to Brendan Piper and they were joining in on the conversation as if they were like totally like in the clear yeah in the clear what the heck like no way like they're even worse because then you even like even the cameras like when they were like filming just Brendan, Brendan and Piper like talking on the like sofa or whatever yeah and they're talking about like how she's like oh how many followers did you have before this and yeah oh, more airtime than me and blah 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 and I was like that just proves to everyone like why you guys are here and just like really bad vibes and that's really bad what Brendan did to Natasha like I feel so bad for her oh my god I know and I don't think you've watched other seasons of Bachelor in Paradise have you this is my first one. Oh, this is your first one and it's a big one because so much so much stuff is going on hills um but just like in the past people do string people along and it sucks but i just find that like again social media like this took it to an all-time low basically they were clearly and i don't know i just find it so ridiculous um especially like brendan and then they post like on instagram afterwards obviously like i'm not loving this drama like it's a bit overwhelming but (laughs) it's interesting and like brendan and piper each posted like their own kind of sassy retort on Instagram and then like deleted the account, the caption or like deleted the whole post entirely. Yeah. Like Brendan had a whole post about like, I don't even know, but it was just like sassy. I don't know. Something like shady. I don't even know. Everyone was commenting snakes. That's all I saw. Um, and then Piper, her caption was just like all is fair in love and war. Mm. And it's just, okay. Why like, do you want to be the villains? Yeah, it seemed like they did almost. Like, it honestly did. And also, like, everyone was obsessed with Brendan after Tasha's season. I didn't like him then either. Haley knows. <laughs> no, but I'm like, you just left and now all of a sudden you're with this girl. Like, it's just such a shady situation. Like, everyone knew about it. Like, how could they not? Like, I know Serena and, like, Ab- Abigail are friends with Piper. So, like, clearly they all knew. I love how you're like, I know. <laughs> They all knew. They're your personal like, friends. Whoa, she's here. And now, like, what's happening? But, like, obviously everyone knew. Yeah, we all know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know. I don't know how much. I mean, obviously, there's a shit ton of edit- editing and whatever. And the producers are all schemy and stuff like that. But, like, if he keeps talking about Piper, if the whole thing gets brought up, like, you know she's coming. And, like, same thing with, um, same thing with, like, like, Kendall coming. It's, like, the producers obviously staged it. But, like, again, people were, you know, it's just, like, that was just a shitty situation for all three of them. Like, Joe, Serena, and, and um, Kendall. 
Yeah, I like, I feel bad for Kendall for sure. I, like she came in so late and she doesn't have, like, I feel like she just feels so awkward, which I would too. So it makes sense. Like, I'd be like, why am I here? Like, I need to leave. Like, yeah, I don't know why she stayed. I mean, if she, like she said, she was coming on to get closure, which is again, leading into our, our big topic of the day. But I think she's literally torturing herself. She is. No, she actually is. Like, I think she will leave soon, which yeah. I would be like, that makes sense because. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I feel bad for her. And she seems very nice, too. Like, she seems like a genuine person, like, from what it's showing. But, I mean, Serena also seems pretty genuine, too, from Mm -hmm. all the clips. So, I don't know. I guess. And Joe also seems genuine. So, I feel bad for the three of them, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it is a shitty situation. Um, I really don't know why. I mean... If Kendall, knew, I guess she, I don't know how far along she like thought the sh- I don't know how far along, like, like if they know how far along the show is or whatever. Um, yeah. And like how, like obviously I don't think that they told her that she, he had a connection with anybody. I doubt they would have like said that. They probably just like threw her into the, like to the wolves and whatever. Yeah. Um, and so like it sucked to see, I, that conversation was just awful. <laughs> It was just like Joe wasn't even saying like I'm with somebody. He was just like letting her talk, and she just yeah. basically had to wait. And like, oh, I don't know. She's so pretty and so smart. Like she's an interesting person. I feel like she'd just be luckier and better off leaving and finding someone else out of paradise. Yeah, like in in the wild instead. I feel like in the just... wild. And like, I feel bad for Ivan too. I'm like, Ivan, you need to like get out there because he's like mm-hmm. the best one, and you never see anything from him because mm-hmm. he doesn't have a connection with anyone. She's probably going to leave soon, but I feel bad. I know. I feel like everyone just has so much hope. I know. They have so much hope that someone's going to come and, like, lift them off their feet. But... I would, too, though, so it makes sense. (laughs) I know. I know. And that's... Okay. So... Okay. So I think this leads really well into today's topic on closure. We, obviously, we've dated, been in relationships, and things don't always end as you might want them to or as you might expect um so yeah what do you think like honestly do you think like I personally I think closure is bs I mean yes and no um I guess like in terms of getting closure sometimes that's a very I guess general statement like what does that actually mean yeah. to most people is probably more of the question like I mean when I was in a long relationship and I was broken up with and it didn't happen in the greatest way. Um, But I also, I thought at the end, I was like, why did this happen all of a sudden? Like I came back from the trip and then it happened. And I was like, I didn't even see him for a long time. And then it kind of just all, all of a sudden was like ended. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't really get a reason for that when, you know, we were talking. Um, But at the same time, I, you know, sat with it for like a day. And then I was kind of like, okay, like, and that just proved to me more so that I guess it was a bit of a different situation than other people might be in. Because for me, I found I, that was enough closure for me. Like for me that I didn't even, wasn't even upset with it really for like, for me to be upset for like a couple of hours, isn't a big deal. Like (laughs) I'm like most, the most emotional person, like I cry a lot. And if I cry about something I care about, I usually more than that and yeah to be over it in a day after like a six-year relationship is probably a telling sign that I wasn't really in love and it's not that I you know that's not a bash to my relationship it's just something I learned I was really young and you know coming from that I don't think I really cared for the closure because I think for me that was closure enough to see like oh I I care about this person but I care about them as a friend not as a partner, a long-term partner. So for me, you know, seeing that I wasn't really truly that upset, I remember I got back on the dating apps like maybe three weeks later, which is quite soon to, you know, for most people. But for me, I felt ready because I was like, oh, like I didn't really feel like I was in a relationship, like a loving relationship is more so like a friendship. And I lost a friend, but I didn't lose like a lover, someone I was so deeply in love with. So I think for me, just knowing that, I think it was easy enough for me to move on from because it wasn't, he didn't impact me in that kind of way. So I found like, I didn't really need an explanation. I was kind of like, this makes sense because maybe he felt the same way. And he felt like this is more of a friendship than a true relationship. So let's part ways. 
Right. I don't know if that's actually what he feels, but that's just kind of the way I interpret it from based on the way that I was feeling. And so for me, I was kind of like, this isn't, this is, this is fine enough. I'm going to move on. And I think that a lot of the times for other people too, if this is a different situation, you are actually, you know, deeply in love with the person, you know, carrying it with you forever. I think that sometimes, you know, closure doesn't, I think you think closure might help, but sometimes just dealing with it yourself also helps like or talking to friends or family or therapists also will help because I don't think talking to the person necessarily can always bring you closure no I think you made a really good point when you said that like the closure came to you by yourself um and it came pretty quickly um you kind of just accepted that like it's possible, like you said, you don't know what he knows, you or don't what you don't know what he felt, but you know what you felt, and you kind of just accepted the fact that like this person doesn't want to be with me, and maybe we had this like friendship more at the end than we did a relationship, and you accepted that, and then you were able to like quickly move forward and heal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But again, it was very specific to like your relationship my relationship but I feel everyone feels uh, this is like a very like I said general statement like people want closure versus don't I think either way it's how you're going to heal and that's obviously the most important knowing yourself and knowing how you can move on because I think moving on is definitely the most important thing like Mm -hmm. being able to move on and I think that when you're so, like when you're in a relationship and you're so in love and that ends, I think that's different because for a lot of people, they're like, when is the right time to move on? How can I get closure to move on? And I think they fixate on that. And I think that it's not really helpful because sometimes finding someone else is the way to move on or just, you know, getting a hobby and moving on from thinking about it is the way to move on, or like different things. But I think that a lot of people fixate on this whole closure thing and it's not always necessary. Um, mm-hmm on like I think a lot of people think it's the key to moving on but um sometimes I believe it's just figuring out what's best for you is honestly the best way to move on yeah sometimes like you guys did you end cold turkey and you can't discuss with the person and sometimes it's just better that way and easier that way um you invest your time and your emotions into other things and that helps you move on and that helps you move forward do you feel like you went through the five stages of grief in that one day no, no. I, I truthfully, I remember, like, I believe I spoke to you about it before, like, I yeah. just was, you know, a few months later, I was sad, but it wasn't a sad, like, I wasn't sad because I, lost, again, lost someone I was so, like, in love with. I lost a really, like, a best friend. and Someone I, you talk to every day and, and told I, everything to you. Yeah, exactly. And then I would try and find other people to rely on, like, my friends, but they obviously couldn't place that role like the role you have with a partner like that is very different than a role you have with a friend mm-hmm. and so I try and like lean on friends just to talk to you and it was like they were like sorry I'm busy like so which makes sense I mean for me to like annoy people with my problems all the time it's much <laughs> but I mean just like I felt sad in that moment I think because it was like oh I don't have that person to talk to anymore mm-hmm. um but Again, this isn't like I found that you know, just not really caring as much. You know, I was quickly able to move forward, um, which was good, uh, but also very telling of how the six years went. <laughs> you were young though, and like gone for a few months. And I feel like in those months, if you're spending time separately, like you were off doing all the animals in like Africa, right? It was Africa. Where else? Asia. Yeah. So, Asia. so you were on this like amazing trip and I feel like you were probably busy enjoying that. And I'm yeah. sure of course you guys were in contact, but like he probably was like, have had more time to reflect. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. And that's probably cause I could tell like the way our conversations were going, something felt different almost while I was away. Um, and I didn't know it was going to come literally when I walk off a plane, but <laughs> I did. I did really like, got off the plane. Oh my God. Terrible. <laughs> so I, I didn't expect that, but I did. And it, honestly, it was a blessing. It wasn't a curse by any means. I think that uh, the relationship I'm in now is 
different and better in different ways. And I think I've learned a lot. So I appreciate all of my past relationships that I've had because they've all taught me so much. And whether it was like a five day relationship versus like a six year relationship, I still learned something. And I find that like my biggest thing that I tell like you and all of our friends is that like, just get out there and date because even if it's one shitty date, like you learn so much about what you don't want and what you do want and you know the way you sh- you want to be treated and should be treated so mm-hmm. I think that's also really important but I think in terms of like closure um I don't know like I feel like you have probably a different perspective on it too with like your relationship and how it ended and all of that so. I think I well when I said like I think that closure is bs it's not that I like I agree with you you have to put in the effort sometimes to get that closure for yourself. And sometimes it feels like things are closed and sometimes it doesn't. Like I'm sure Kendall went on to paradise thinking like seeing like other podcasts and stuff and like, why did you come on to paradise to get closure? Like you should have done this beforehand, but I'm sure she's still like in a bargaining kind of phase of like the stages of grief. Like I don't think, and I think I went through that a lot too, where it was like, I went back and forth a lot. Like, I don't think I went in the exact stages that, you know, grief goes in. Um, I was in denial for a bit because literally, like you said, getting on the apps, you got on in three weeks, I got on and I was like deeply, like I knew I was in love with him, but like, I think I was just in denial and um, mm-hmm. the, I got on the apps like the next day. Yeah. And I think it was more of like a distraction as in like, I felt like we were on a break and like one time we were on a break when we were in the relationship in the four years and like he went on the apps during that and I was like oh well I guess it's my time and like I can go on and see what's out there um and yeah and then like I don't think I had too much anger even though (laughs) the way we because we ended like the breakup was mutual um obviously you know like you know um we we were like we broke up and then we we continued seeing each other but then he called me and said you know, we couldn't see each other anymore because in order for him to like move forward and for me to move forward and to date, whatever, we need to be out of each other's lives. But then we did see each other one more time and, you know, he pulled like some shady move on me. Um, and I, th- I don't know, like in my head, I always like to think that like, that was him trying to like push me to um, move forward. But I don't really believe that. Like it didn't make, it made me angry in the moment. Like I was like, what the hell are you doing? But, or why would you do that? And I was angry, I sound like an angry text, but like the next day I went into the stage of like, oh, I still care for you. Like, I think I'd send him like, a. <laughs> I was going through it. Let's just say I was going through it last summer, but I went through into back into like a, you know, maybe if I'm just nice and like show that I still care about him, like things yeah. will like, what if, what if, um, but ultimately it took like a while going, I think, between like the bargaining and depression kind of <laughs> states to get to a point where I was just like, this isn't good for me. Like he's in a relationship and like, I would like to, and now I'm like truly at a point where it's like, I know that there's a reason that we are not together. Like I go back to why I wanted to break up with him in the first place. Um, you know, like we were both, you, you went on a trip, I went on a trip. When I was on that trip, I felt like, I felt like I'd been missing a lot of like, who I was pre-relationship felt like, yeah, I just want to do my, like, I don't know. I felt like I needed some time on my own. And then I was now I've been able to, and like, I'm not saying that like, I don't sometimes again have those moments where like I miss him or like miss being in a relationship. Um, But it's more so like, I've accepted that this is just like the way it is. And I'm able to like move on. Like I would like to, now I'm at a point, I think, where I'd like to meet somebody who, like, compliments my life so that, like, and again, have that, like, best friend sort of relationship because we had that, but, like, I want something different with that. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I've also heard, like, a lot of comments these days. I don't remember who started it or where I first heard it from, but how people, like, how people, like, make fun of people who say, like, oh, this is my best friend, like, it's my lifelong partner, it's my best friend, and they're like, no, those two things are different, your best friend is not your partner, like, you're, you have a best friend, but you also have a partner, and they play two different roles in your life, which I mean, to an extent, I agree with, like, obviously, your partner has to be the person you go to, but at the same time, yeah, they should 
play a bit of a different role. Like I have best friends and then I have my partner, you know? Yeah, so exactly. Also an important. I think, I think like, you were, yeah, no, I think like you were saying before, like when you had your long-term relationship end and you were like relying on friends to, you know, for like all those like day-to-day things that you would normally have told your boyfriend. Um, and then you didn't have any more and your friends were like, I can't, I can't take all, like, I can't deal with all this. I think there's a difference in terms of friendships. Like you can rely on your friends for support. You do, especially when you go through a breakup. But then when you have like a partner, that person, this person wants you to succeed and wants you to be happy. And obviously your friends want that too, but I just think it's taken to a different level. And like you and your partner, you aren't, you aren't always going to have like the exact same hobbies or enjoy doing the exact same things and with your friends that's typically how you make friends and why you keep friends around is because you like doing the same things right like you need to have friendships and you need to have a relationship and your partner should be like a friend but obviously there's gonna be a romantic part and yeah obviously I don't want to like fuck you but are you kidding you feel you're stunning but I mean you're just not my type uh, okay well I'll tell Steve there's <laughs> There's just like different aspects to it. That's all. <laughs> no, that, no, that's fair. I mean, I agree with you. I think that oftentimes like people are like always questioning like, is are me and my partner too different? Are we too similar? And I think that a part of it is you obviously need to be similar. Like I found with my last long relationship, we were almost too different. Like I'm the type of person like likes to do adventurous things, like likes to go on hikes, likes to go skydiving, likes to you know, put myself out there. And, he wasn't like that which is fine that's just who he is but I think that's a good chunk of a reason why I could explain why we just weren't gonna work out long term and like you know that's what when I was dating I was like I talked to my parents before and they're like you know you really need to find someone because they were like because we're very different and it's good to be different and have different hobbies like I can go out and go skydiving and you know my partner doesn't need to come with me necessarily but sometimes you know maybe if they're interested in like going on hikes and things like that and joining you that's also important but I think that when I was looking for my next relationship it was kind of like are you willing to do this are you willing to do how adventurous are you like what do you like to do on the weekends like that stuff is important because yeah obviously there's weekends that I want to be with my partner but then there's some weekends where I want to go and hike with a friend instead and I think that there has to be some sort of balance almost yeah not too much of a balance because you have to form that connection but um like a balance enough where you can be apart and but then also be good together um which Mm -hmm. easier said than obviously done (laughs) but yeah I think that finding that is important and that was something I carried forward like in trying to find when I was like dating around and trying to find a new relationship that was definitely one thing that I thought of all the time was establish that connection and yeah I remember when you started dating like I just remember going out for lunch with you and Wolfish one time and you were like telling me about the questions you asked on dates and I was like oh my god like how do you just go about and ask that like I'm just gonna go out here and be like so um how was your week how was work but that's what you do when you're already like in an established relationship what you the questions you ask like what do you like to do on like the weekends and stuff like that you're trying to form like an understanding of if this person is going to work for you and like no you don't want to like interview the person but you also should be going on dates expecting that um you know you're that they're going to be asking you questions about the things that you enjoy to do like enjoy doing but you also want to make sure that you're again forming a connection with someone who like has similar interests but also has some things that like intrigue you yeah exactly and I think that yeah asking those questions like some people I'm not asking like obscure questions that are gonna I mean if they don't like them then that's their (laughs) but um you know the questions were like you know very simple like what do you like to do on the weekends you know what what is your future gonna like things like that which were important (laughs) to me because how many kids are we gonna have everyone was the second but like I think that was a big thing that was the second day second day question no when um like when my like when we were ending the last relationship one thing that was said was you know you see living out in the country and I see I want to live in the city and I'm like yeah that's true I I don't really want to I'm not like a big city person like I'd rather live just outside a city like where I can come in when I want to and see family and friends but I also kind of live 
a little bit separate from all of that. And so I think that was kind of what I was getting to when I was asking people questions like, yeah. where do you see yourself living? Like, do you want to move? Do you want to, you know, that was important to me because that was also another reason why it didn't work out for various reasons. But one of them being, you know, it just wasn't that connection. And that's important. It is important because if you're like, no, I always want to live in downtown Toronto and you're the type of person that's like, downtown Toronto scares me, mm-hmm. that's not going to work. You're not going to change your mind, right? Like, that's like how Joe and Kendall broke up because she's not moving to Chicago. Like, that's yeah. a huge thing. Like, I don't know why they didn't talk about this. They're dating for two years. Like, did she- I think they did. Like, that's why I think it was so strange for a lot of people that she'd come back on and like, do that again. But anyways, it's true. <laughs> That's her closure, right? Like, she didn't need any more. Like, she knows why exactly. they broke it up. Like, she knows it's not. It. You're not moving. You're not going to be with him. Yeah. He's not moving. He's not going to be with you. Like, it's just, that's it. And, like, I think that people, I think that's the problem with, like, certain people, like, fixate on things. Like, why? Why? Well, you know why. You just mm-hmm. have to move on now. Like, you, you understand why. Like, you could also fixate and find reasons why, which might not be healthy. But. <laughs> no, Yeah. Yeah, I think you can ruminate forever. You can think about again, like you can think about the what ifs and like how they hurt you or how you hurt them forever. Like there are, there has to be better ways of putting those thoughts um, into something more productive, like do something creative with, like if you're like enjoy writing poetry, for example, I don't know, like or doing art, like paint something that makes you feel something or like gets that feeling out. But if you continually like ruminate and feel, badly for ending a relationship or feel badly because and then your relationship was ended it's just not it's just not healthy like like you said like I know you said get out there and like go on a date if you've broken up with someone like I think depending on like what state they're in obviously like it should it takes a different amount of time and like some people are able like you like you were you got that closure pretty quickly because like in your mind you knew that there were reasons that like it wasn't gonna work other people are more um are, aren't as good I guess with like ambiguity or vagueness or even just like uh, just compartmentalizing emotions and stuff like that and some people again like so that then they become more fixated on like issues that could have been resolved or things like that and I definitely did that I tried to fixate on all the things I thought could change um and you know what I still do think that like some of them could have worked like but at the same time if someone, I think for me, the closure was like, if you don't want to be with me, then like, as hard as it might be for me to accept that, I'm going to accept that because I'm not going to wait around. Like, I think I had like a lot of hope and he gave me a lot of like reasons to be hopeful that the relationship could have started again. Like it was like two weeks after everything ended and like we hadn't, I was just like, I'm not talking to him anymore. But then he sends me a song and I'm like, why are you sending me music? Like you're supposedly with somebody it took me some time, but like, I'm like, no, like, again, he's in a relationship. He's not showing me that like, this is happening. You know, he's also trying to get over it. And like, it's not easy for anybody to let go. But like you said, like some people have different ways of moving on, whether that's getting into another relationship or meeting new people or trying out a new hobby. I didn't want to be tried out. I didn't want to be like this hobby. Like I didn't want to just be a side piece. Um, And so for me, (laughs) what did you say? I was like, I remember talking to you, like, we'd go on walks, and then you'd be like, oh, I'm gonna go visit him, I'm like, Robin, I don't think that's a good idea, like, I just don't, and you're like, no, I'm going, so I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure, and then you come back, and like, that wasn't a good idea, <laughs> I didn't think it, it was, like, good. yeah, at the end, it was, like, again, I, I, I said this before in other episodes, I'm like, I don't think it's a good idea to see your partner, like, I think, I think going cold turkey is kind of the way I would like to go next time, like, I did that with the guy I dated someone like in in September and I think it was the same. Like I could see us being friends, but like, I didn't feel that romantic connection. And there just wasn't that, um, like, I just didn't see a relationship forming between us. We were different. And like, just like our personalities were too different, um, that it wasn't going to work. And when I went cold Turkey, it felt so much better than like having emotions being like put back and forth, whether it was his emotions or my emotions being put back and forth and being put into the mix again. Yeah, and I think a lot of the time, like, too, I, I'm, I'm of the mindset where, let's say, nine times out of ten, there's a reason you broke up. You just need to, like, I mean, some people do get back together with their exes, and it works out great for them, but 
I would say majority of the time it doesn't work out. And because there was a reason you were broken up in the first place. And I, like I was in that situation and I got back together and it didn't work out obviously. And it wasn't a strong relationship when we got back together either. Like it wasn't good. And that's why I was of that mindset at the time that in moving forward, I'm the type of person that I believe that most relationships, when they end, they just, you just need to move on from them. And I think that not talking is the best thing. And sometimes like, oh, we can be friends. You really can't be. Like, it's just way too much history, way too much. I also find with the girl and guy relationship, it often sometimes, especially with that history, gets way too complicated. And then you start forming new relationships and then you're you know girlfriends or boyfriends get upset and it just like it's a whole messy situation so I find that a lot of the time it's better just to move forward and move on rather than you know try and stay connected with that person because that just prevents you from moving forward Mm -hmm. it's it's just better just to continue with your own life separately and then I mean again sometimes it's meant to be and somehow you end up together I also believe that what's meant to be is going to be so I think that a lot of the time that that's I mean not a lot of time but sometimes it does happen and that's fine and that's okay but I just believe that trying to move forward because again there was a reason you broke out think of that reason yeah literally just think of the reason if you were the one who was like doing the breakup or even if like you just had something about the other person that was just like start thinking about those things that maybe bothered you like if you are with someone for a long time, like there's obviously going to be things that annoy me. There are things that annoy me about like all of my friends. There are things that annoy me, annoy me about my family. <laughs> Haley, <laughs> Haley, you're perfect though. But with, yeah, exactly. Just think of like the reason that you were going to break up with them. Chances are like you won't get back together. Um, yeah, just just like your statistic. Nine out of, nine out of ten people don't. <laughs> it's a made up statistic. It's a made up statistic. <laughs> I know. I made it in my own head. It's a Haley statistic. It's not real. Okay. Well, Haley's statistics in my mind are real. So no, I think if you love someone, sometimes the best thing you can do for them is to let them go. Do- Mr. Mosby. Mr. Mosby said that to okay. London Tipton in The Sweet Life. From he was from before them. It was, she- but that is where I remember it from and I will never forget it. I was like a an emotional grade sixer, never been in love, didn't even know what love was, never kissed a boy. Mr. Mosby said that to London when she had a boyfriend who went gone to dental school and London was obviously very upset. Like she didn't want to break up with him. She didn't want them to be apart, but like long distance wasn't going to work for them and they just had to break up. And then Mr. Mosby said that quote and it stuck with me to this day. I'm sure it was like Mark Twain or something who said that like a really amazing like author or poet. But, <laughs> but honestly, it's true. And also I think that there's also more than one person out there for everyone. Yeah. So you just got it. My mom always says there's a lid for every pot. So I think there's multiple lids for every pot. So I think that like when you break up, it's not the end all and be all. And if you're single for a while, you're single for a while. And that's, yeah. that's fine. Like being I'd like, yeah, I will be single until like I feel an actual connection with somebody. Like I don't want to force anything. And you should be picky. You should not like, I mean, you know, picky. Standards, standards. Yeah. Like, obviously, you should have a checklist, and they have to meet every box. I don't believe in that. Yeah. It's more so, how you feel, and you know, physical, emotional connection with somebody, and all that is very important. So, you know, one of my exes said to me, "You actually don't fit any of my boxes." What? He was like, imagine. <laughs> He was like, I imagined I'd be with someone who has like a, their, their career set out, like a stable career. Um, I thought she'd be like very typical, like um, just very like, I don't know, I think it's like brunette or something. Or but he was just like, you listen to me. And there were other things like that he liked about me that like he wanted to be with. I don't know. I don't also don't believe in like having a list and checking things off. Like it's not Christmas, but um I mean, you have to have your own, like, standards and, like, what you want, like, what you want to an extent. I mean, obviously, you have to be attracted to them. You have to have an emotional, like, mental connection with them. You have to, you know, to an extent, there are some hypothetical boxes, but they're not, like, they have to be brunette and they have to be five foot seven and they have to be, like, no. (laughs) Not what I mean. I just mean, like, you know, 
I don't know, very hypothetical things, but like, yeah, it'd be nice <laughs> to be like, like, I don't know, like funny, something like that. Yeah, they have to be more than nice. They have to be nice and respectful. Is like should be like the general standard but at the same time you know we all need different things in relationships like some people like to be comfortable some people really like to be okay i know like we're both like just gonna plan things that with everything we plan like we know we're gonna see each other i don't know you're fine just like chilling at home all the time you're just comfortable and like i think that's important like we all have to get to those points in our relationships we should all always just feel comfortable with the person that we're with when you get butterflies i don't know if that's like ideal sign you want to yeah you want to be like excited to see them like butterflies I think are like more of an anxiety feeling um and you shouldn't be anxious when you're with your partner I think that also I think you and I both we like someone who challenges us which many people wouldn't want and I mean excite us too like not just challenge us but like we want more than just comfort oh yeah like I was like that's what we were talking about before how like my past relationship was very easy and it was just like yes whatever you say like you. which is not that's not what I wanted it's not what I needed more so and I was like I need someone like I said to like not fight with me but fight with me to an extent like you know like I, I not everything I say is right I know that yeah, so you yeah. can tell me when I'm wrong like I'm okay yeah. like, you know, that's like, how you grow yeah exactly and so that's that's what I find like and you said you find this too that we need, but obviously not ever. Not every woman or man is like that, where they don't they don't want that. They just want things to be easy and comfortable, and that's what's gonna fuel them, which is fine. And I think either way, you just kind of have to realize more so what you want and like find yourself in that. And that's why I was saying before, like when you date around, it helps because it helps find what you like being alone helps but also dating around helps because then at least you see like what you like like by going on a date with someone even for a couple hours you can tell sometimes oh this is not my person like I didn't like when they said this or you know or the way they reacted to when I said this like you can really find yourself in other like with interacting with other people as well like people Mm -hmm. say you have to be alone to find yourself and I don't necessarily believe that I think you're not when you're dating, you're still technically alone. You're, you're still technically single, like until you've defined a relationship or something, like until you're like, until you guys have talked about wanting to be together. I mean, it doesn't hurt. And I think that also when you're alone too, like even when you're in a relationship, you don't live with a person. You're like, I find like in a relationship that I'm alone a lot, which is fine. Like you need your alone time too. And I find myself, people like you can't find yourself when you're in a relationship, but I don't believe that. I think that you know, I'm t- there's a lot of time where I'm just alone and I can do what I want to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, I you know, think about things or, you know, write in a journal and figure myself out and then also figure myself out with my partner too. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be, you have to be single and alone to figure out who you are. I think you're going to have kind of that balance and obviously being alone and single is an important part of your life as well. Mm-hmm. But also forming connections is a super important part of your life. So kind of like finding again some sort of balance which is obviously way easier said than done so I always find that a challenge yeah no it is a challenge um and I think like you're someone again who's like more independent um and you are able to like take that alone time and just like enjoy it some people when they get into a relationship do become more dependent on their partner and that's fine as long as you know you are still able to do things that you enjoy doing that they don't necessarily like to put into lack of better terms hold you back so like we said you know we all want someone who's nice and funny but that's like so many people are nice and so many people are funny to different people so you know like you have to kind of dating will really kind of show you what kind of things you like about people and what kind of things you don't and that's based on your opinions, not somebody else's. Exactly. And just, yeah, like I'm sure like coming out of your relationship in like last year, like you kind of realized going forward, like when you were, when you started, started dating and actually ready to date, like when like he was out of your mind, I'm sure you realized like, okay, this is what I want. And then when you go into that other relationship, you quickly knew this is not it and you got out of it. So I think if that was your first relationship, it would have probably been a lot different for you because you would have 
I don't think, I mean, just from an outside perspective, I feel like wouldn't have realized so quickly, like, this is not my person. Like, I think you maybe would have stayed in it for longer than was necessary. Yeah. Kind of like how I did with my first relationship. Yeah. It, it's not a regret. It's just something yeah. you learn and you move forward and you kind of take with you, like, uh, so just an outside take on it, but I'm sure you probably feel similar. <laughs> Like, no, I do. And you know what I was thinking of, like, when you said that was that one of the only things I said to myself, and then I said it to him, was that like, got these guys have treated me like assholes before, and I don't want that again. So like, what's the standard of going from like asshole to someone who's like respectful, like there could be a fine line, like, you yeah. can like an asshole is like, like, I don't know, like the what the worst of the worst, let's say, but then just take a little step up and you could be like in the clear you don't and I now I'm like I would never even want just like a little step up like you got to like step it up yeah climb those climb that ladder sir have the standards you know like, yeah exactly and again like that's not a reflection on my past relationships or whatever it's just the way I thought back like when I was in my late teens and like early 20s read it and you know what's not right and all that so I think that also knowing your partner really well and then that just comes with time too and just I mean sometimes people realize too like not too late but later on like oh this is not my person and then at that point you have to make the decision is this like oh I'd like to just be comfortable or I should find somebody else and I think that's also a big question in people's minds especially in your 20s when you've been in a relationship I feel like that's probably the hardest time sometimes mm-hmm. in a relationship because Especially with the divorce statistic these days, people are like, I'm scared to get married. Like, is the next step marriage? Is this right for me? Like, am I with the person? Like, I don't want to get a divorce. So yeah, how can I prevent that? And so that's always, it's something that people are, at least I think about sometimes where I'm like, what do I do? Like, you know, it's probably a question in people's mind. Like, marriage is kind of scary sometimes. And it's not like you want to start a life to end like start a life with somebody that just have an end right yeah yeah of course I think that's always why dating is hard in times like these um or just in age like this um since then it's like the stage where like some of our friends are getting married and some are just forming connections with people and some are just breaking up with people and everyone's at such a different stage and you can kind of relate to everyone almost (laughs) in a weird yeah because even if you've been like, you know, our friends who are getting married, you think that they don't have many doubts in their mind about their partner and like what they see for their future because you guys will be having a future together. But doubts are normal. I mean, I think most people have them. They're, we always just have a little bit of fear inside of us, I think. It's just a matter of do you want to make it work or not? And do you want to take that next step if it's going that way? That's why I think like no relationship should be super easy I think you just need to know when to fight for that relationship and if you want to fight for that relationship and mm-hmm. you're fighting for some relationship then you know you probably actually really want to be with that person if you're you know trying to find compromises and solutions and talking things out then I think that's probably the most important oh yeah aspect of it, you know and I think that's when you probably I don't actually know when you know I'm not married but <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, like I was having a conversation with like a friend I went out for lunch with recently and they're like, they feel like when you know, you know. Um, And I feel like I, again, I don't know if I've never experienced that. Like I've never just been with someone and thought like, thought like this is my person. Um, But I will say that like sparks are hard to come by. Not every person you go on a date with, not like any person you go on a date with, only very few you'll have that spark with and you'll build like a loving and trusting relationship with and so it is a very unique and special experience unless you're like adam and eve and you're the only people on earth on earth then it's like all right we're we're doing this settle at that point (laughs) settle i have no other choices but a snake (laughs) and the apple and the apple (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um yeah so i don't know like i i think that when I meet someone I have a connection with, like, I feel good about it. I'm, like, excited for the next date. Or, so, but I have never felt a when you know, you know situation. But I know people who have. I have no. Or who say they have. It's all very I joke, like, with my partner now. And I'm like, when we went on our first date, I didn't even know if I wanted to go on a second date. <laughs> 
So I was like, you talked about like yourself so much. It was such a turn off. <laughs> he's like, what? And then he just asked me, I was like, I guess I'll go. Like I'm of the mindset, two date rule. I usually like, unless it really turned me off the first date, I like to give them a second date. I gave him a second date and then it turned into a third date and then I kept going. But mm. I didn't like find that initial, like, I don't even know, spark. I never really understood that term, but I never really felt that. And I don't think that's a negative sign. I think that's just who I am. I didn't, you know, mm. everything else came easy, which was different for me because I find a lot of my relationships don't start off so easy. Um, yeah. But it did start off easy. And I think it was a matter of me realizing what I had in front of me um to kind of form that connection yeah but I didn't you know it wasn't like I looked at him and I was like yeah 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 I'm gonna date you that's my guy that's my guy no you were like logical because like again you asked those questions you were logical you had like some you were you're also romantic and you, you are also like emotional but some people are like all hell-bent on being a romantic and it's just like you know, sweep me off my feet, do something extravagant. And then like, it's set, like you're my person yeah. or sometimes, um, I don't know, just like someone makes you, you know, someone makes you feel good. So then you're like, this is my person. Like, I think that it can happen, but ultimately I'm just a firm believer that it does take some time to like fully trust and, and decide that you like not only enjoy spending time with this person, but also, um, have like a sense of security and that they, you have similar values. You are like wanting to be in a relationship. And like, I feel like saying like my person is a very loose term because I have lots of people in my life. Like <laughs> I don't just have one, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I don't always use that term. Like, yeah, my partner is one of my people, but I have lots of people. And like, it's not like I, like there's no one I would want to spend every single day with and not good to go like I think any person that I was with in a room or like in a space every single day for the rest of my life would be that like I just think I'd get sick of anyone so I think that yes your partner should be one of the people in your life that is obviously one of the most important people but also I have lots of people like Steven my dog (laughs) people in my life that I love like you know what I mean care about and so like I would use, like I use that term very loosely, like they're my person, but they're not the only person, right? Mm-hmm. And then like, so I think that kind of just puts it into a different perspective as well too. Like just thinking of people as more like, I don't know, like that also helps with the dependent, dependency like thing where you're like, oh, I only depend on this one person for the rest of my life. Well, no, like, yes, you should depend on your partner for sure. And you should trust your partner and be able to depend on them but you also have to depend on yourself and have to you know kind of have these connections like sometimes I'll depend on you for something I'll depend on another friend or Mm -hmm. you know things like that so I don't think I don't like to put like all of my eggs in one basket and just put it all on one person because that's also not fair yeah I think breakup like overall thoughts on like closure and like all these type of things we've been talking about I feel like breakups are such a strange but beautiful thing. Like, I'm not sure I'm not being like, <laughs> everyone probably says this, but like crazy to think like you, you spend a long time with someone and so much effort and time and joy and sadness goes into this one thing or one person. And then you never potentially speak to them again. So like, yeah, trying to move on and move forward. You're kind of in this place where again, you've put your eggs all in one basket and here you are. Where like all my eggs have fallen out they're all broken where do they go (laughs) what do I do how do I clean up this mess like we said like when it comes to closure like you really find something that like keeps pushing you forward and just kind of like gets you out of that funk like you can't it's really hard to live in a state of like any of those stages other than acceptance like even acceptance you got to like accept it and then just I don't know and you're going to go back and forth like there's no there's no clear-cut okay, like, I'm never going to feel sad about this, or I'm never going to wonder what if again. And that's when I think, like, you know, it becomes unhealthy sometimes if you keep questioning it. But then you just, like, I don't know, that's what the next beautiful thing is. Like, you go through a breakup, and, like, you realize so much about yourself and different kinds of people out there and the world. What do I need that I wasn't getting in this, like, this previous relationship? And that helps you build something else. Like, how 
as Michael from The Bachelor said, how lucky am I to like fall in love twice or whatever. It was so beautiful. Like you, he's such like, a great guy. He's so sweet. Like he, I don't think he's for me to be honest. I don't think we would, I don't think our lives would be so exciting. Like, I don't think he's the most exciting. I just can't see it. I'm saying this as if he's like someone I'm talking to right now, which obviously isn't the case. Um, but no, I just think that like, it is very nice. Like once you kind of get to like a point where you feel good by yourself or you, you feel good, like with a new person, whether again, like you moved on with another person or are just living your life single and like are moving on regardless. Um, it's so nice to think that like you can build that again with somebody and even potentially even more. That's what I was saying. There's more than one lid for every pot. Exactly. So yeah. Like you can fall in love probably more than twice even you can fall in love you know fall out of love fall into love I think it's super common and so I think people like put so much pressure on finding the one right person but I don't think there necessarily is one right person out there I think there's probably a lot of right people and it's just kind of finding who you mesh with I guess and who you like who you see a connection with see some sort of future whether you're going to have a future or not with that person that's a question but at least if you see a future that's a good step I would say yeah that's maybe when you start to know you know yeah when you see the future like I, I don't think it's like an instantaneous thing like you meet somebody you go on a date and you're like this is my person no. um, but again if you are one of those people like that's awesome good for you never <laughs> No, but happy for you. Yeah, happy <laughs> for you. Um, okay, do you have any other thoughts on closure before we kind of end that? Um, no, I just say like what we've said before, kind of just closure is different for everyone. It's going to look different for everyone. And, you know, I mean, do what you need to do to move on from something. Um, but also the key well. word, move on, like moving on. Yes. Moving forward moving moving forward. and moving forward yeah exactly yes <laughs> that is what we should get tattooed <laughs> oh nice yeah of course our first tats i think i found the name of the episode moving on <laughs> yes moving forward there we go there we go people moving on moving forward hitting new heights Okay, Hales. Um, I mean, this was great. Thank you again for coming on and just being open and honest. Um, I think you said some very good points about just how moving on and moving forward. Thank you for having me and thank you, yeah, for spending this time on Zoom, not iChat with me. <laughs> not iChat. Yes. Shout out to Steven, shout out to Haley, and thank you again, Hales. Thanks. Okay, well, thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you have a great week.